This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 3-1 pitch, swing and a drive. Deep to right field, way up there, way out of here. Goodbye baseball. Eight strikeouts for the King tonight and make it... 23 consecutive scoreless innings for Phoenix. Strike three called on the outside corner, and there it is. It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Kyle Seager, that just happened. Thank you very much. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. And welcome back to Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Welcome back once again. Hope you had a good weekend. Well, as far as the Mariners are concerned, that didn't go as planned. As the Mariners swept aside by the Angels in three games, these teams headed in opposite directions coming into the weekend. The Angels swept by the Cardinals coming in. They had lost six in a row. Meanwhile, the Mariners flying high. They hadn't lost a series in a month, but they lose a series, lose all three in some pretty tough fashion along the way. Still, we have a great podcast for you. I think you'll enjoy this one. So we'll quickly roll through the three games. A couple of highlights mixed in. Coming up, Mike Trout faced Felix Hernandez. They faced each other often. Some pretty great insight on Felix Hernandez from Mike Trout after the game yesterday. So that comes up. The week that was is on the way, which I think you'll enjoy. Bullpen banter with Nick Vincent this time. Charlie Furbush with his fellow bullpen mate. And also, coming up, something else I think you'll enjoy, Bob Nightingale is going to join us from USA Today. He's covered Major League Baseball for a long time and one of the best there is on the national scene. And we're going to sit down and have a conversation with Bob Nightingale about the Mariners and about baseball in general. So that should be pretty fun. So there you go. We have a nice podcast for you. Off day today, so no preview of what's coming up now. Tomorrow, We'll dive into the Baltimore series, which should be very interesting. Then the Mariners head to Cincinnati after for a week-long road trip. So let's get to it. This game, uh, this series rather, started with the game on Friday. Mariners taking on the Angels. And this is one where the Mariners, well, it was going to formula. Everything was was going as planned, especially thanks to Marte. Pitch to Marte. He swings, barrels it up, right center field. Here comes Calhoun. Diving, can make the catch. Out of the warning track, up against the wall. Ionetta scores. Martin getting waved in. Here comes Aoki. He's going to score as Marte tippy toes into third base. He has cleared him off with the triple into right field. He's blown it wide open. It's 5-1 to one Mariners at the bottom of the sixth inning. Yeah, things look pretty good for the M's at that point. They scored one in the fourth, one in the fifth, the three there in the sixth, add one in the seventh, but they couldn't hold the lead as the Angels, two in the seventh, two in the eighth, two in the ninth. They exploit what has been this uh, one of the strengths of this team, the bullpen. Peralta gives up two. Ciszek gives up two, blows a second save, and the Angels claim game one of the series. 
And then game two on Saturday was just a wild affair, a real offensive showdown, and it featured a tremendous eighth inning for the Mariners, especially with a near full house. Uh, fans were electric. It was quite the scene there on Saturday, especially in the eighth inning. Two outs, bottom of the eighth, the stretch, and the 3-1 pitch, swing a line, drive, base hit, down the right field line. Pinoroni third, he'll score. Cruz the third, going to be waved in by Manny Ekta. Up with the ball, Calhoun, cut off by Giovatella, throw to the plate, not in time. Cruz scores. A two-out, two-run double by Adam Lynn, and the Mariners have come way back to tie the game at 6-6. Six six here in the bottom of the eighth inning, what a night for Adam Lynn. A two-run home run in the second. A two-run double here in the eighth with two outs. Four RBIs for the night. And the Mariners come back and tie the game. 6-6 here in the bottom of the eighth. Holy smokes, what a comeback. Great comeback. It was 6-2 at one point. The Mariners put four on the board, and they weren't done. They get one more thanks to an epic at bat. Sal is taking some time. Now he's ready. And again, the 3-2 to Clevenger. Swinging a line drive, base into the right field, down the right field line. Sardinia's rounding third. He'll score. The throw to second. And the Mariners lead it. Holy smoke, 7-6. How sweet it is. Steve Clevenger. What an at-bat. Holy smokes on pitch number 10. A line drive down the right field line. Sardinia scores. Five runs are in bottom of the eighth inning and the Mariners now lead the Angels seven to six. Holy smokes what a comeback tonight here at Safeco Field. Yeah but Albert Pujols would end the fun he smashed and literally smashed a three-run bomb absolutely crushed it and the Angels end up winning the ball game nine to seven so they took the first two then on Sunday the king on the hill he was trying to stop the streak, and he was excellent. Felix pauses, turns, tosses, swing, and a miss as he goes diving after a curveball. Pools is helpless on that swing, and the King strikes out the side at the top of the third. Really one of the best games he's pitched all year. Had the heater going, his changeup was dancing, everything was working. Ended up going seven and a third, seven hits, three runs, two walks, nine punch outs against a team. That does not strike out that often. In fact, that's the most punch outs for any starter against the Angels this season. Uh, kind of, and I don't think the final line indicates how good he was. He, he looked really strong. Two of the runs came in, inherited after he left the ball game. One came in early in the ball game, O'Malley getting the start in center field. And he could play a good center field. He's not Martin out there. Not many are. There was a ball hit over his head that Martin probably gets, but. I mean, that's the way it goes. Martin's not going to play every single day out in center field, but uh, I guess it just puts a stamp on how good he is defensively out there. But uh, nonetheless, regardless, the Mariners gave up three, but they, they couldn't score any against the Angels. Santiago, the first opposing pitcher to go more than seven innings against the Mariners this year. He goes eight, gives up just two hits. No runs, walked just one, fan five, got some great help from his defense along the way. Smith comes in to close it down, and the Mariners get swept by the Angels. Angels went 3 nothing on Sunday. So the Mariners, 21-16 now. They have fallen out of first place as the Rangers 
have taken over first place. And, boy, they had a crazy game yesterday, of course, with uh, the bench-clearing brawl and everything else that went on. But uh, at the end of the day, they won the game. So they've taken over first place. The Mariners get an off day to breathe a little bit and then take on Baltimore for three. And we'll talk about that coming up tomorrow. Right now, I want to play something from Mike Trout after the ball game because I think it's excellent insight on what he sees from Felix Hernandez, especially he gets asked the velocity question, and I love his answer talking about Felix and how difficult he is to face. So here it is, Mike Trout after the ball game. Uh, what did he say to you when he was coming up? What did you say to him when he was coming off the field? Uh, we're just messing with each other. It's a, it's a battle each and every time we go out there. Uh, Obviously, he's trying to get me out. I'm trying to get a hit, yeah. and uh, it's uh, it's always a fun, fun uh, competition. You know, he's obviously one of the best, and at what he does, and you know, I just try to, you know, put good swings on balls. It's tough, you know, when he has uh, all his pitches working, he's tough to hit. People have been talking about his fastball lately. How it's not what it used to be. You know, 89 miles an hour now. What, what, what difference do you see in the way he pitches now? Maybe when he first started. Yeah, no, I talked to Abe, uh, Albert about it today. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's. I'd much rather see him, you know, 93, 94, because it's uh, right right now when it's 88, 90, it's moving so much. You know, it's a little bit straighter. You know, when he throws, you know, when he was throwing harder. Now it's just you don't know which way it's going. You know, it's cutting and sinking. So it's he's. Uh, you seen it tonight he uh, or today he was you know, dominant yeah that stretch where struck out this eight outs in a row or be a strikeout change up was working as well as ever I and mean, is, is that still you know is that possibly the best pitch in baseball right now or at least one yeah no he's definitely you know you, you sometimes you uh you sit on it and you still can't hit it so yeah. it's uh it's tough you know sometimes you just got to tip the cap you know when he throws you a nasty pitch you know you swing through it it's, it's tough but you know when he leaves you you know something to hit over the uh, you know middle of the plate, it's not often, but you know when you get a chance to you know put a good swing on the ball, you can't miss it. There's definitely a mutual respect there. I can tell just by the way you guys you know communicate and interact. But you know you've had some interesting battles with him. You're hitting great off him. I think you came into this game hitting 368 against him, but he's also struck you out I yeah, think more no, than anybody, true. hands down. Yeah, no, it's it's a battle. It's yeah. it's a uh, you know it's it's he's tough. You know, he's one of the best, so it's yeah. tough. You get to see him a lot too. In the, in the yeah, you see him a lot. I mean, I, we face him a bunch, so it's uh, it's still it's still a challenge for yeah. sure. You know, he's not, it's not easy. Yeah. Has there ever been a moment or a pitch, a, a third strike where you didn't know what he threw? Whether like was that a changeup? Was that the slider? No, no, I wouldn't say that, but you know, it's just like I said. You know, sometimes know it's coming. It's still hard to hit. You can't hit it. So. So for you guys to go up when you when you guys go up and you take the first lead in the game and and, and Hector's pitching well. Uh, is it you feel kind of a slight sense of relief, uh, maybe a little bit of the weight off the shoulders? Um, yeah, you know, we want to, we want to score runs. You know, that's the biggest thing for us as team. We got to score some runs. You know, obviously the pitching staff is going to be there. But, uh, you know, and um, I'm sure you could talk to any of our starters. They want to be out there with more than one run lead. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it was big for us. So I love the opposing insight right there from Trout, especially in context. No pitcher has struck out Mike Trout more than Felix Hernandez. And for Felix's part, he has struck out Mike Trout more than any other hitter he's, he's faced. And at the same time, Trout hits for a good average and power against Felix Hernandez. So they battle often, and each of them has their share of wins against one another. But great insight right there. Now we're going to play a conversation with Bob Nightingale. This was on Friday before the series started, but still, I think great insight on the Mariners and what is going on throughout 
Major League Baseball right now. So here it is, the great Bob Nightingale. What has been your view of the Seattle Mariners so far this season? I think the team we thought was going to happen a year ago and then kind of gave up on them. But what's kind of fascinating is that you know they didn't have any sexy moves during the winter, just you know small moves. Nobody really paid attention. But you guys saw better than I did. But when I came in spring training, there was a different vibe in that clubhouse. And you see, my guys were really getting along and kind of buying into what Scott Service was doing. And Service being a rookie manager, you just never know. But just had that vibe there, just like you know, just like the White Sox did too. You thought, okay, maybe the White Sox may have something special going on too, like the Mariners. You had a chance to talk with Scott Service in spring training, and you're here today. What, what have been your impressions early on of Scott? I mean, I really like him. Just a people person. I've always enjoyed him. Always, you know, sent text messages. I know he's a diehard uh, Packer fan. Yeah. I used to live in Minneapolis, the Vikings, so we'd go back and forth. He'd go to a Packer game all the time. And, uh, but, you know, I, I love the fact he said in spring training he bought the star players in there, you know, Felix and Cano and everybody, Hernandez, and said, uh, you know, hey, this is your team. How do you want to do it here? You know, and uh, he's pretty much let those guys please themselves and, and do things. You know, like talking to Rick before the game, you know, talking about the players meeting. And they said, you know, it was their meeting. And they wanted to call it. It's almost like the success is because of them, not what's going on upstairs or in the manager's seat. Yeah, they got some leaders on this ball club. Are the Mariners the biggest surprise in baseball this year, Bob? They could be. I mean, you throw the White Sox in there, you know, yeah. with it right there. But, yeah, I mean, uh, to see what they've done, I don't think anybody picked, you know, either of those two teams to uh, be seeing in first place right now. Everybody burned from picking them last year. <laughs> right. Exactly, exactly. What's going on in Chicago? How much fun is it to be a baseball fan in Chicago? They're loving it. You know, the White Sox have a chip on their shoulder because it's all Cubs, Cubs, Cubs. And even their uh, PR guy sent a note out yesterday saying there is there is another team in Chicago doing well. <laughs> and they don't play their Crosstown series until late July. So if they're both in first place then, it'll really wow. be something. What's your view of the division now? It's been an interesting start for the Mariners, obviously, and the Astros as well. How does the AL West look to you right now? You know, very winnable. Uh, I, mean, I like Texas a lot. You know, they, they have so many... So much firepower. They got guys in the Maryland system. You know, just brought in the Matt Bush, the kid who was throwing 100 miles yeah. an hour. I was in prison for three and a half years. So I still think they're the team to beat on paper. But the Mariners are right there with them. It's, you know, they hate to give up on Houston already, mm-hmm. but the nosedive just keeps continuing, continuing. You know, kind of reminds you of uh, Miguel Montero was talking about this spring, how he was on a Diamondbacks team in 2007 that won it, but they took things for granted and fell apart for three or four years. You wanted the same thing as happening to the Astros, where they just couldn't accept those uh, expectations. You know, Bob, as we're joined by Bob Gotten Nightingale of USA Today here on the roundtable, Bob, the other day, Deho Lee came off the bench as a pinch hitter, and I'm not kidding you. There was a, a st- <laughs> standing ovation inside Safeco Field just for the sight of Deho Lee. He's uh, in many ways started to take the city by storm. Can you tell us uh, your interactions with, with Deho over the winter meetings? This sounds uh, very interesting. <laughs> I know his agent, Dane Lozano. He says, hey, we're representing this guy, you know, playing in Japan, playing in Korea. You want to inter- interview him, and uh, he could be a, uh, a big-time free agent. So in the room, there must have been 30 people in there, and uh, about 10 or 15 guys from you know his side, interpreters, talking for 30, 40 minutes. Very confident guy, and he knew that he could play at this level in the major leagues, but yet nobody was signing him. So I never wrote the story. It's still my tape recorder to this day. <laughs> but, yeah, a, re- a really nice, uh, solid guy. Tell me a little bit about uh, your thoughts of the Angels. Man, they are banged up. Uh, one guy after another going on the disabled list, and they're – 
kind of a shell of the ball club that we saw earlier this year. Yeah, I mean, those injuries, I mean, you're talking about four-fifths that starting rotation, and yeah. then they make a big trade uh, for the shortstop, and now he's on the deal. You know, text Billy up with their new GM, say, you know, stay hot. And just, you know, what are you going to do? It's a lost season. They know yeah. that. They think they'll start hitting better as the year goes on, but the pitching's going to be a problem all year. When you look around baseball right now, what else are you keeping your eye on? What are you interested in? What's wrong with the Cubs? It's such uh-huh. a, uh, a crazy start they've had. <laughs> yeah. I mean, talk about, you know, one of the greatest starts ever. We always talk about the Tigers, you know, in 84, going 35-5. and five. Mm-hmm. This is right behind it. It's certainly their greatest start since 1907. And, uh, but, but it's fun being around that team, just that they keep winning and winning and winning, you know, for a team that's been losing so much. So uh, I think they'll be the story all season long. And in the postseason, just because it's, you know, 1908 since they won that World Series. So, Bob, uh, final thought for you here. It seems like every team has that one guy in the clubhouse that probably every media member is excited to go talk to. They know that you can have a good conversation. Who is that with the Mariners that when you come to Safeco Field or when you see the Mariners on the road, you go, this is the guy that I really want to talk to? I've always enjoyed talking to Robbie Cano, you know, back in the Yankee days, even when he was young, in a star. Just seems like, you know, pleasant personality. They like him. And I've also got to know Wade Miley well over the years from Arizona. You know, just a, uh, you know, a country guy, simple guy. And uh, even today I said, uh, wait, did your parents come up here? He goes, no, no, no. It's way too far for them to fly. They hate flying anyway. They will not fly all the way to Seattle. <laughs> well, Bob, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. And now we're going to hand things over to Charlie Furbush. It is time for Bullpen Banter. Hey, we're back again. Back again with another edition of Bullpen Banter. My name is Charlie Furbush, the wacky weird host of this show. Today my guest is Nick Vincent. How goes it, man? We're doing good, you know, just enjoying a nice beautiful day in Seattle. A little bit of rain, some cloud coverage, roof is shut. It's been a good day so far. I want to know how long you've been growing your beard. I've been growing it for six months now. I've trimmed it twice. She's about due for another trim, but I'm going to keep it going for as long as I can until the wife says cut it. Until <laughs> the wife says cut it. Do you think you'll get on board and dye it, dye it blonde like Felix? Poof. Or put it this way, how much money would it take for you to dye your beard blonde? That would be, have to be a playoff. playoff. If I give you $1,000 right now, would you dye it blonde? No chance. Okay. I would do it for the team if it was we're in playoff race and that's people were doing i'd do for the team where'd you grow up man i grew up a little little town out of san diego county called ramona california it's a small town where i grew up bunch of horses pigs little country town in san diego which when you think of san diego is nothing like where i live <laughs> but uh yeah i grew up and raised there padres fan growing up tell me a little bit about what happened on your big league debut Big league debut was in uh, first strikeout Houston, 2012. I struck out a pitcher. A pitcher? Yeah. Wow, lucky I felt guy. Feel good about myself. Yeah. <laughs> first guy I struck out was a pitcher. I was like, eh, all right, well, it works. All right, give me the second one. It might have been uh, Johnson, third baseman for them at the time. Uh, Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson, yeah. Oh, I went to. Uh, I played in Cape Cod with Chris Johnson back in the day. Awesome. Uh, so you you spent your whole career in the San Diego organization. What, what's it like playing for the hometown team, man? Coming up, it was crazy. I mean, when I got home my first time, there was probably 100. My dad said he got 100 tickets or something for friends and family. Just everybody, everybody came out from Ramona to see me on my, or when I came to San Diego, but I didn't pitch. So yeah. they just came and watched me warm up one time. Screaming your name, of course. Yeah, of course. That, that was pretty cool. I won't forget that. Just 
I remember they called my name to warm up, and, like, the whole section just went crazy. So that was pretty cool. Nice. Since you've been here in Seattle and you've been you've been down in the bullpen, there's uh, quite a few characters down there, you know? Do we have uh, a, an early winner for the weirdest? For the weirdest. We're uh, excluded from this. Weirdest has got to be, I think, the bullpen coach. Bullpen coach Hampy. Coach Hampy. <laughs> <laughs> Hampy, I hope you're listening to this, yeah, you weird, weird guy. Got, he's got a lot of tricks under his sleeve, which I like, but he keeps us relaxed down there, which is good. Yeah, it's good. Him or Zick, it's, it's a close. I, I, I have to go with Zick. I think Peralta's up there too. He's <laughs> he's kind of a kind of a whack job, isn't he? <laughs> Peralta, he he just does his own thing, you know. He's got his his routine, and he just sticks to it, and yeah, he just sticks in his own role. Him and Ben Wall. Yeah, you know the old viejos for all. You know what that means? It's old in Spanish, <laughs> even though they're not that old. <laughs> Anyways. I want to know if you could be one superhero, what superhero are you going to be? Superhero, I would be, I would say Superman, just so you can fly anywhere you want to. Kryptonite, man. Better watch out for it. First class seat, wherever you want to go. That's right. (laughs) Go find you a Lois Lane and you'll be good to go. (laughs) If someone was going to play a movie about your life, what actor is going to play that role? That's a good one. My life, I would say Brad Pitt. I feel like we look alike, so I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I was going to say Brad Pitt or maybe even Matt Damon. Born Identity, man. You seen those movies? Yeah, but I don't, I'm not. The Martian. I'm you see more, that movie? I'm more of a Brad Pitt guy. He's got a well diverse yeah, acting yeah. career. It's true. What's your? Uh, you got a walkout song here yet, or what? No walkout song. I don't know. I don't know. Why not? I don't know who to talk to about that. I don't. You have one in mind? Because I can make it happen through I mean, I, via I, this I show. A couple in mind. I just gotta. I gotta nail it down. Okay. I, last year I had a. Uh, Guns N' Roses, Paradise City. I love it. Bring it back. Gets you pumped up and gets the crowd yeah, pumped up. I mean, that's the best of both worlds. I'm trying to get the well-diverse music that'll get around to everybody, not just a certain uh, group. Awesome. All right, so away from the field, what do you? What am I going to catch you doing in the off-season? Off-season, hanging out, not doing much. Uh, couch surfing? Couch surfing, working out, maybe doing some vacation here and there. Last year, went to Thailand for two weeks. Uh, this year, who knows? We'll see what the wife wants to do. It's kind of, I tell her, Book the trips. And You're just along for the ride. You know when we're going. <laughs> Low maintenance guy. I like it. I like. It. So uh, went out the other night and sang some karaoke. Um, yeah, I don't know if you know anything about karaoke. I actually got to see there's a there's a two rap songs out there. I don't know if you heard of the song Overnight Celebrity by Twista. It's an old one, and Twista is one of the fastest rappers of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've never seen this. A guy nailed the Twista part fast as I. I mean, it was incredible. The question is, if you were with me and you were going to sing your go-to karaoke song, what song are you going to sing? I mean, I would probably go Tom Petty, Free Fallen. I feel like that's a good one. Because I'm free, free falling. That's awesome. That's right, man. Well, it's, it's, it's a classic. It's a classic. That's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, John Mayer tried to make a song that sounded like Free Falling, but way too acoustic-y, you know? I want to hear it from Tom Petty and the boys. Absolutely. All right, Nick, uh, you got to hear it first, this wonderful bullpen banter show. I hope you like bantering with me because I like bantering with you. It was a good time. All right, and that's it, guys. We will see you next week. And let's end things with the week that was. This is the week that was. A look back on highlights and events of the Mariners past week. On Mariners Magazine. The 2-2 to Longoria, swing and a miss, strike three. Got him with a changeup, and Felix Hernandez with his first strikeout of the ball game. Two outs for the Rays here at the top of the first, and what a pitch for the King. Two down. Here's the first pitch on the way. That is swung on and drilled to right field and deep. Back, back, and gone! A three-run.
two. He absolutely walloped that over the wall in right center field into the seats. And it has been a career night for Cattell Marte. I mean, I'm pretty good. I feel good. You know, I'm working hard every day, working hard. Thanks, Edgar. Uh, thanks, Cano. They try to help me every day. And then, nothing. Like I say, I just try to get on bay and I try to get my pitch and, um, and swing the ball hard. That's it. The 2 2 on the way. Slider strike three call, and it's over. The Mariners win it 5 2. Felix Hernandez with career win number 146 is the all time leader in victories for the Seattle Mariners franchise. Felix Hernandez moves on by Jamie Moyer at 145. Felix now with 146. It means a lot. I mean, it's an honor to be on top of that list. And I'm happy for it. It was a great team effort. It was, it was a great win for us. The pitch, the lead, swing and a fly ball deep to right field. Sousa to the one, he tracked to the wall. Six to four over the Rays tonight, and the Mariners get their 20th win of the year. They go to 20 and 13. One one, swinging a line drive shot left field out of a cannon. This is gone into the bullpen. Don't blink your eyes, you'll miss it. Nelson Cruz home run number six, and it's four nothing Mariners. The one two strike three called. Fastball lower outside corner, and Kiermaier cocks his neck. He can't believe it. There is out number three. Montgomery out of the bullpen. Strands, runners out of the corner. The 3-2 pitch. Swing and a fly ball deep to center field. Going, going, gone. Goodbye baseball. A walk-off home run for Chris Iannetta. Here in the bottom of the 11th inning. His third home run of the season. And the Mariners come away with a 6-5 win. Tampa Bay Rays and they sweep aside Tampa Bay. Anytime you can win with some energy, it's always a it's always a confidence booster for the guys. Um, it builds team chemistry when when guys all play together and when work hard together. Um, but you know, winning winning May and April is just as good as a win in September. So it's another step closer to our goals. So here's a swing and a drive deep center field. Trout going back to the one he tracked to the wall. Leaps up. Does he make the catch? No. Goodbye baseball. A home run for Adam Lynn. Out to the pen and left center. Two outs, bottom of the eighth, the stretch. And the 3-1 pitch, swinging a line drive, base hit. Down the right field line. Pino Rodney third, he'll score. Cruz the third, going to be waved in by Maniacta. Up with the ball, Calhoun. Cut off by Giovatella, throw to the plate. Not in time. Cruz scores. A two-out, two-run double by Adam Lynn. And the Mariners have come way back to tie the game at 6-6. Six Dallas taking some time. Now he's ready. And again, the 3-2 to Clevenger. Swinging a line drive. Base into the right field. Down the right field line. Sardinia's rounding third. He'll score. The throw to second. And the Mariners lead it. Holy smoke. 7-6. to six. 